Welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. I am your Dungeon Master Nathan. With me this evening, I have Justin. Hey, Emily. Hello. Nicole. Stuck. And a guest so nice we had him on twice. The one, the only Dawson. What's up, <laughs> suck you bitches? <laughs> Get him. Yes. That's yes. a step above or below what's up, Slice. We are a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. At the end of every episode, I name a village idiot, and last week's village idiot was none other than yours truly. Because I don't know who else to make the village idiot on the first episode, so it's gotta be me. Yes. I slid through that one. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Untouched. <laughs> yeah, so on last week's very special winter-themed episode, uh, part one of three, our intrepid band of literal demigods, uh, level 20 characters. Um, thank you, thank you. As we should. <laughs> we're on the ship of Iris, the water genasi hexblade warlock, played by Emily. They are traveling to the southern continent of Illuz in Lanamora, and they are on a quest to stop an anomaly. We had Twiggy Novalust, Sans the Giant Spiders from Tor, played by Justin, who is a human College of Glamour bard, and Nicole, the halfling thief rogue named Lottie, and we have Dawson playing Malaketh, the Yuanti Malazan Tempest Domain Cleric. They were all on their way to Eluz, the southern continent of Lanamora, and they were beset upon by five water elemental myrmidons, and they started to deal with them handily when one of them started gargling something in Gnomish at Twiggy. And uh, it turns out that they were there to escort the crew to Don Ankh Mill, where it, which is the uh, the settlement they are trying to go to stop this anomaly, and so they get to Don Ankh Mill and they run into the contractor, and it is a GIF, so it's a moving picture. No, that would be a GIF. No, listen. Nope. Wait, Graphics. didn't you pronounce it as GIF last week? GIF. It's a GIF. Yeah. GIF. Uh. G I F F. It is a gift by the name of Captain Lawrence Blastburn the Fourth. Oh, and, the uh, rhino thing! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hippopotamus. Oh, a hippo! Whatever. He starred in Fantasia as the dancing hippo with the the tutu. It is when he was a wee private. <laughs> so yeah, they met up with Captain Lawrence Blastburn the Fourth, and he has just slammed down a gruesome sight in front of them. A snowman's head oh yeah the severed head of olaf got it i remember this now and this is part of the anomaly that they are trying to fight and said something to the effect of this is the horror we face what do y'all do Th this <laughs> that's a snowman <laughs> and after malaketh has said that's a snowman you hear the crunch because I have taken the carrot from the nose and taken a bite out of it. Right. So I will tell you right now, that does not taste like a carrot. Uh. Chicken? 
It does not feel like a carrot either in your mouth. Uh, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> there have been so many words up until now that I have just so many that's what she said. When you said head of a snowman, you meant the the top part, right? Like <laughs> The top part. This lady is so, <laughs> so fucked up. She calls the head the top part. You know, his upstairs head, that one. Uh, yeah, it is the... the it, it appears to be the literal head of a snowman. So what does it taste like? What's the texture and consistency, please? Thank you. It's, it's not good, I'll tell you that. Um... Okay, let me try and describe this for you. Um, no, no, slower, slower, okay. closer to the microphone for our listeners. <laughs> I'm like joking, I'm sorry. Well, apparently so is Twiggy, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, sorry, this is the, the weird ASMR portion of the podcast. So um, let me try my NPR voice. It feels like biting into a pine cone that's filled with sausage. What the fuck is happening right now? It's cold and crunchy and wet. (laughs) And it doesn't feel or taste good at all. I immediately spit it out. Roll me a constitution saving throw, please. <laughs> you could spit it out, it'll be in your nightmares forever. Because you're a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> Don't address it. Dawson. Mm. <laughs> That's an entirely different podcast. That's, right. That's for your podcast. I was um, like, did we adopt... Dawson's podcast that hasn't happened yet into this campaign. And I love it. Stay tuned. <laughs> this whole thing is just an elaborate backdoor pilot. <laughs> it's just a marketing scheme for <laughs> for Dawson's podcast. So I take a bite. This is crunchy, correct? Oh, yeah. Did you roll that con save for me? Yes. And that is a 16. Oh, I wanted it to be a six so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're you just barely able to hold your lunch down after biting into this, thinking it's going to be a carrot and just getting viscerally mind-fucked by what you just bit into. Twiggy got coned. Twiggy got coned. Yeah. So you managed to hold your lunch down, but it, it still looks like a carrot. Okay, well... I don't throw up, but I do immediately spit it out, like projectilely spit it out across the room. Okay, everyone sees bits of carrot fly across the room. And go, yeah. You okay there? (laughs) Never doing that again. (laughs) This is why you don't put things in your mouth when you don't know where they're from. (laughs) That's just a good rule for, like, life. Just don't. Just say no as you all are having this exchange you hear a voice from the door yeah i could have told you not to try that one there bud hi i'm a uh, lieutenant glimwover that's my doing well wait what what's your doing the snowman is your doing uh no 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 you <laughs> you, you you misunderstand the fucked up carrot <laughs> 
Is that what you should have did? At, at this point. <laughs> what did you do to the carrot? Captain Lawrence Blastburn IV goes over to Glimwover, who is a gnome, and he says, Ah, Lieutenant Glimwover Tinkertooth is the best illusionist this side of the lose. You see, she has spared us from all of these horrors that we have seen here in Darnonk Mill. Uh, and uh, she's, you know, made everything a little more, uh, let's say, seasonal and uh, a little more in keeping with our wintry home. So everything looks as if um, uh, it's a decoration that you may see on Frost Feast. So you make what's trying to kill you prettier? It, yeah, that's about the size of it. You know, it's uh, it's hard living down here in the Arctic, especially when you uh, you gotta deal with all of these abominations that have been pouring from the anomaly. And so I've I've set up my nodes around to make sure that everything looks uh, not so horrendous, a little more appetizing, maybe. Forgive me, but if you are a powerful illusionist, why not just conceal the camp? Ah, well, <laughs> you see, my, uh, uh, my, my illusions uh, can't go that far. They uh, only work on creatures. I haven't exactly perfected structures yet. <laughs> so I take a performative stance and I point at the snowman head and I go, then what the fuck is that thing? Ah, <laughs> uh, well... Let's just say you don't want to know. Just don't mess with those nodes. You'll see them around when, once you leave to go fix this for us. D just don't touch them, and you'll never have to know. I, like, spit up a little bit. Uh, we've, we've lost a, a good number of brave, brave souls to these anomalies, and uh, it, it's better if you don't know what they are. Well, I definitely do not like where this is headed. Mm. So let me get this straight. Um, so you you know what these things are, but you won't tell us. Well, and you want us to get rid of them for you, and you want us to just go out there blindly and figure it out when you could just tell us what they are. Is that about right? Well, yeah, you see that that's the problem. Uh, you, you see, we 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 don't know what they are. Nothing like this has has ever been seen before on on Lanamora. Just no words come to mind as as to what I could use to describe them. Um, Can you draw me a picture? I'd rather not. <laughs> really, rather not. Remember the whole illusion thing? I, it's um, a, a lot of us have uh, uh, some PTSD from what we've seen, so uh, that's that's part of why the illusions stay up. Fine. So, barring us actually knowing what these things are. Clearly, you've killed them before, so what do we need to be preparing going into this? Well, you see, yeah, we, we, we can kill them, all right, um, and they, they seem to stay dead, which is good. Uh, we, we were worried about that for a second, not knowing what they were. Um, I do prefer when things stay dead. Same. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, uh, and, and so, well, you know, I, I don't know how much... The captain's told you. Oh, I've told them nothing. He's he's right. He's told us nothing. Yeah, that's a problem. Well, thanks, Cap. I'll, I'll take care of it. Okay, so uh, anyway, you, the anomaly, we call it. It's a huge rip in reality, right? It's great. You'll love it. 
Um, except you won't because it's horrible. Uh, well, I mean, maybe you will because of my illusions. You know, uh, she seems a little sure of herself. Uh, it looks like a just a frost feast miracle over there. It's perfect. But anyway, yeah, so there's a huge rip in reality is what we think it is. And these abominable horrors keep pouring out of them. No matter how many we kill, they just keep coming. They just keep coming and coming and coming. And there's nothing we can do. Phrasing. I can't. That is the second most disgusting thing I've ever put in my mouth. And you're telling me we have to fight an entire legion of these things from another reality? Oh, no, no. Uh, It's not just snowmen. There's other things, too. But there will be a fair share of snowmen. Or at least what looks like snowmen. So anyway, um, you all have your cold weather gear. It gets pretty cold out there on the tundra. Yes. I am a snake. (laughs) (laughs) I don't go anywhere without warmers. That makes sense. Every time someone says I'm a snake, I just see that video. I just can't. I'm a snake. I'm a snake. <laughs> I'm a snake. I can't. Sorry. And uh, Lottie has her Fijis accordingly. So <laughs> I had Fiji pajamas. Oh, I was like, what the fuck is a Fiji? It's <laughs> it's literally it's the brand name of these pajama pants that I bought. They're flannel. And they have feet, but you can pull back the half so your toes can stick out in case, like, I, when I sleep in them, I fold back the thing so that my, my whole foot isn't hot. Like, you know, you so her toes the, can breathe. Yeah, so my toes can breathe. So they're like footy pajamas that you can, like, they're like mittens, but for your feet. <laughs> if that is not made by the same company that made the Snuggie, like, what's the fucking point? <laughs> God. Iris has invulnerability to wet and cold. <laughs> so basically, yeah, so she's good. Cool. I got my, uh, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I got my scarf. It's a rough night, guys. <laughs> it seems like y'all are pretty well prepared. So I guess, do you want to know kind of what to watch out for. I mean, snowmen, you know, that's kind of the the bulk of the troops, so to speak. Well, obviously, if you're concealing them, we need to know what to look out for. Yeah, I very much like that. I feel like that's what we've been asking for, but all right. Uh, uh, okay, so you're going to want to watch out for the flying candy. It's really fast. Is it actually candy? Uh, well, it looks like candy mm. because I made it look like candy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So these things are small and they fly. So you're going to want to keep your eyes on the sky. So that's a no. So yeah, there's uh, the candies and pastries and like uh, the, they've got larger ones that I made look like roasts. They're just kind of roast shaped. So yeah, any if you see any flying food, watch out for that and try and take care of those quick. Those are like the scouts, it seems like. And so then there are the snowmen. And sometimes you see a snowman riding a reindeer. That's dangerous. But, um, you know, and... You'll want to watch out for the Frost Beast Knights. You know, they with the colorful garb and everything. No, I don't know. Oh, you I'm mean not... Knights with a K. Knights with a K. Yeah, and the and the candy swords. You know, like... I don't celebrate that holiday. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Frost Feast, though. Surely. Everyone knows Frost Feast. I'm agnostic. <laughs> 
do this. It's very funny because I'm a warlock. Anyway. It's winter. It's winter celebration. You know, when we celebrate. Because we're all down. It's gray and cold. Come on. I don't regulate my own body temperature. I don't do well in cold, so it's a safe bet I don't know anything about the creatures of the cold. <laughs> well, well, they're not. I mean, usually they're not real. Can I roll an insight, please? Yes, please. <laughs> I feel like that would be very important. Mm. That is uh, 18. Yeah, 18. Uh, right. Uh, who are you inciting? Glimwover or the captain? Glimwover. She is, as far as you can tell, telling the truth. This is all stuff that's happening. She's not just making it up. Flying food, snowmen on foot, snowmen on reindeer. Well, snowmen don't have foot, but well, yeah. You know what I meant. Uh, <laughs> what, what are the knights? Uh, Frost Feast Knights. Frost Feast Knights. Apparently they have candy swords. This sounds like fun. Uh, yeah, some of our, uh, our scouts on the Trenger said that they saw a giant Lord Frost Feast looming around too, but, I mean, if it was a giant, surely we would see it. And I haven't seen anything, so. But, you know, keep your eyes out. If you see a Lord Frost Feast out there, you know, big guy with the, you know, the green rubs and the flowing icy beard, you know him. Oh yeah, it's not in all the uh, the cola commercials. Yeah, in in all the drink commercials, it's Lord Frost Feast. I really, really want to kill Santa Claus. Just say it like that's a lifelong dream of mine. <laughs> Nicole actually really does hate Christmas. This is her dream. <laughs> yeah, I want to kill all the Christmas. Can I use uh, detect thoughts on Glimwover, please? I would love for you to. Is that how you say Glimwover? Glimwover. Okay. I wrote it down. Yeah, so I would like to use Detect Thoughts. Okay, it just happens unless you want to probe deeper, right? Yeah. So many words. <sighs> the surface thoughts that you get from Glimwover are... It's not excitement, but it's close to it. It's almost like a cross between excitement and relief. Like, this is finally going to get handled. And she's thinking that you all look pretty capable. So this whole time, Lottie's been just kind of hanging back, listening, taking this all in. Mm -hmm. And since I'm small, it's easy to just like not notice me. I'm just going to kind of like sidle up out of nowhere and get in on this conversation and just be like, can we just get to this already? Like, I'm, I'm done talking about these things. I want to go kill them. Let's go. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, by all means. Uh, so you're gonna wanna. I mean, well, here's a map. There's, you know, it's the tundra. There's not much on it, but I made it myself. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take the map and like tuck it into my jacket. Okay. So taking a quick look at the map, you see that there's kind of a route through the tundra that is marked out. You can see where Don Ankh Mill is and. You see that the location of the anomaly, if the scale is right, should be about a day or two's walk through the tundra. There are a few landmarks along the way. Do you have any intelligence on whether there are encampments of these 
festive creatures. <laughs> I mean, a- every time that they've come out, you know, we 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 pretty much have been able to put the the kibosh on them with a well timed uh, gunpowder barrel blast. But we're running low on on those supplies, so yeah, no, I don't know of any uh, encampments or holdouts that they've got out there on the tundra, but. We do know that they do seem to concentrate around the anomaly itself, so once you get there, I would uh, exercise extreme caution. But you, you, you all seem to be um, seem to know what you're doing. I, I'm sure we'll be safe in your hands. Yes, 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 I'm sure we will. Lieutenant Glim, yes, absolutely. So, is there anything that I can get for you all before you head off into the tundra? Would you like one of those barrels of gunpowder? I have uh, at least one to spare. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, probably, definitely that, for sure. Mm, oh, yes, good, well, yeah, I'll, I'll have someone bring it out to you, right? Post-taste. Do you have any easy starters for fire and provisions of that sort? Well, yes, every, every barrel of uh, gift gunpowder comes with a flint and steel in the handle. Hmm. I'd have it no other way. (laughs) (laughs) I literally picture that in my mind. (laughs) So great. (laughs) Mm. All right, so then that does it for me. Yeah. Excellent. We off with you. Go, go close the anomaly or blast them to smithereens back where they came from. You got it. I'll do. Whatever I need to do. Thank you for the information. Yeah, so long as it's closing the anomaly, I'm sure I don't mind, dear. Okay. (laughs) I kind of just, like, throw my hand up and go, let's just get this over with. And I conjure my mage hand and open the door and walk through it. (laughs) Farewell. Good luck. Have the gold ready for when we get back. Just saying. Mm, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm, our gift is good to their word. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> Don't kill him until after we get the money. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. So you all head out of the captain's quarters and you are given a barrel of gunpowder. It's a lunchbox sized barrel of gunpowder. <laughs> Not with, a lunchbox. <laughs> well, it's not a lunchbox. It's a barrel that's sized as a lunchbox. Because <laughs> I'm just picturing a hungry, hungry hippo lunchbox. Right? <laughs> nice. Yes. That's it. That's what it is. It's a hungry, hungry hippo lunchbox. It's uh, been. It's also been manipulated by Glimwover's field. So that's what it is. Perfect. Uh-huh. I love it. So Hungry Hungry Hippos is a childhood game in Lanamora. Canon got it. Hold on. Not Hungry Hungry Hippos. It's got to be um, Gluttonous Gluttonous Gif. Mm. I was just going to mm. say, what are you going to call it? Love it. Love <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it. Yeah, it's a true, like, vintage Gluttonous Gluttonous Gif lunchbox. And true to his word, it does have a flint and steel in the handle, which is weird for a lunchbox. Oh, the 90s kids are loving this. (laughs) That is incredible. Now that you're out of the captain's quarters, you can see those, the posts that Glimwover was talking about. So you can see that there are standing dotted along the hillside and off into the tundra. There are 
these metal spikes that are driven into the ground that have a blinking yellow light on them. And so that's what you assume is causing this field that's making these anomalous creatures look like frost feast delicacies and decorations. Cool. Let's go kill Christmas. Okay. So you take out the map (laughs) and you see that you've got to go southeast for, for a while. Anyone got good survival skills? Oh, let's see. Let's see. Nah, I got a zero on that shit. Man, y'all are level 20 characters and none of y'all take survival? The backbone of any campaign? Bite me. How how will you ever forage for berries? Uh, no, I, of course, no, I did not. I got a 13 to survival. Wait, did Justin, did you save a plus 13 to survival? No, I rolled a 13 to survival. Because I don't have rolling? anything. Are oh, we rolling? rolling? Yeah, yeah. Roll me that survival oh. skill. Roll well, me that survival check. I have alert and war warcaster. So like, yeah. eight. I feel like because I have like like I have cunning action too. So like, no matter what, I can take a, an action to dash or hide or. You're just gonna run. Yeah. Peace. Rogues don't get to level twenty very often, but when they do, it's because they run away. I have alert, so nothing, nothing can sneak up on me. <laughs> um, and I have a twenty-two passive. Just gonna, just gonna say that again. Thank you for the reminder. I got an eighteen to survival. Okay, excellent. So Malekith is able to read the map in such a way that they're able to traverse the easiest path through the tundra to the first checkpoint which is a series of standing stones that are set up in the ice and permafrost. So they're dotted around in a loose circle, I guess. Some of them are upright, some of them have been tipped over. Clear as day, that's what the map says should be there, and Malekith gets you there. And Twiggy, you see a shadow up in the sky. Mm -mm. I look up. <laughs> what do I see? You see what looks to be it's a cinnamon roll in the sky. Well, baby cinnamon roll. Oh my goodness. It looks like there's like glittery cinnamon powder coming off the back of it. Like it's sparkling in the sky. I need that for my next stage production. What are <laughs> you on about? <laughs> Look up! It's an unidentified flying cinnamon bun. <laughs> um, okay. How big uh, is this thing? The real UFC. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell from this distance about how big it is. If you had to guess, it's pretty close to an actual cinnamon bun shape. But as you are looking and trying to ascertain the dimensions of said flying cinnamon bun, you see uh, about a dozen other pastries along with this cinnamon bun. There are various cakes and danishes and cookies, all biscuits for you uh, UK viewers. Oh no, it's the mother bun. (laughs) And they are up high, up, up, up high in the air. It doesn't look like they have spotted you yet, if that's something they would do. But heeding Glimwover's warning, you know that she said that they could 
be uh, called the Scouts. How many are there? About a dozen. Uh, let's call it a baker's dozen. Because <laughs> it's a pastry, I see what you did there. Um... So good at this, guys. <laughs> oh my god. You're so funny. Uh, so I alert everyone quietly as to the baker's dozen mother bun up in the sky. You are by the standing stone, so you can try and hide if you'd like. You can try and get ready to fight. You can try and distract him. Send him another direction. What? Do, so they're flying towards us. So they're flying northwest as we're traveling southeast, yes? Yeah, the, it doesn't look like they're heading for you. Okay. They're kind of off a few hundred feet. You know, they're hundreds of feet up in the air, but they're a few hundred feet off of your trail um, from the Standing Stones to Donunk Mill. So it looks to you as if they're traveling to Donunk Mill. Okay. Um, so we are where we're supposed to be at the stones, though. Right. Yeah. yeah, following okay. the map that Lieutenant Glim gave you. All right. Okay. So these things haven't, these things haven't seen us and they're far away, mm-hmm. but we were told that they're like basically scouts. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's 13 of them. That's what it appears like. Scatter and ambush? Let's hide behind the rocks and see if we can stick to ranged attack. If they're as fast as he was saying they are, then we don't want to afford them getting too close. That's fair. So we don't keep moving. We're, we're not going to keep moving. We're going to, like, hide and wait. We're going to conceal ourselves and attack. Oh, got it. <laughs> so you're going to try and hide? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm good at that. <laughs> I was going to say, can I roll a perception to see if there's anything else possibly going on in the area? But I already have a 22 passive, so... I mean, if you want to try and roll higher than 22, <laughs> <laughs> you can certainly try. Oh, 29. Okay. <laughs> You do not see anything else other than the... But you can confirm on closer inspection it is 13 of them. The cinnamon roll seems to be the biggest of the bunch. And they are heading straight towards Dononk Mill. You can kind of see the outline of the this old dwarven fortress on the horizon. You can see the dark mark that it makes on the horizon through the icy fog... And how far away from them are we, did you say? A few hundred feet, but, you know, diagonally. Uh-huh. So I'm going to, uh, one of my invocations is a Shroud of Shadows, which means I can cast Invisibility at will. Um, I also get to target extra creatures because of my level, so I'm going to go ahead and make all of us invisible. I'm just going to go ahead and do that so we don't have to hide anywhere. You all... As you're trying to figure out what exactly you're going to do, kind of congregated around one of these stones, Iris just turns you all invisible. It's a big cloak that I like swoosh like around everything. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's very dramatic. Mm. Nice. Should we like get the attention of these things so it doesn't so they because we're we're concealed now. Mm-hmm. So if we get there, it's attention uh, then they'll come towards the sounds that we're making instead of heading towards the town because clearly we don't want them to head towards the town, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could make that happen. 
I mean, I really don't care if they go towards the town at this point. <laughs> I want to go kill Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Frost Feast. <laughs> Couple of options. I could cast Insect Plague and let the bugs do what bugs do. <laughs> um, nom nom. Nom nom nom. Some, some sweet treats. <laughs> I also am able to call ice storms, fire storms, sleet storms. I can make a really, really, really loud boom noise. Want to hear it? I mean, ants, ants at a picnic sounds really hilarious. Like, I kind of want to see that. <laughs> I can kind of make the wall from Game of Thrones in front of them to block them, to stop them. Oh, my God. How high is it? <laughs> I make natural terrain in a 150-foot cube in range look, sound, and smell like any other sort of natural terrain. Jeez, that's a big old cube. <laughs> and the range is 300 feet. Jesus. You weren't kidding about that Game of Thrones wall. <laughs> well, you can cast it from 300 feet and make it up to 150 feet. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right, so like, let's stop them from going to the town, I guess, because that's important to people. All right. She says that, I wave my hand, and a gigantic ice wall forms in front of the mother bun, and it's remaining tasty treats. <laughs> okay, so this wall has gone up. Is it ice? Are you making it ice? Mm -hmm. Yes. It is a hallucinatory terrain, though, so it's not actually real. It's just, it's, it's an illusion magic, basically. It's an illusion, Michael. Tricks of what whores do for money. So you cast an illusionary wall to stop them? Yeah, well, if it has any sort of intelligence, then it will stop when it sees the wall and turn around. They're, they fly. Could they, <laughs> they not fly over the wall? Hey, Donald Trump, I got a preposition for you. It's called over. <laughs> I didn't see any of you doing anything, and I stare um, blank-facedly at all of you. We're going to make a Lari pay for it. <laughs> I could roll for insect plague. Yes, um, do it. Because, it's at a picnic. Yeah, let's 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 roll for insect plague. Okay, I'm gonna say that all this stuff happens at the same time. Yes. So <laughs> yes. paint me a picture. Paint me a word picture. Okay, so I got a sixteen, a natural sixteen, plus my proficiency bonus, right? Your spell attack bonus. Oh, my spell attack bonus. That's your proficiency plus your spellcasting modifier. So my proficiency plus my wisdom gives me a plus seven, making that what? Uh, uh, 23? Yep, that's a 23. Okay. So I cast the insect plague and a swarm of biting locusts come in this huge like 20 foot cloud engulfing the, the flying sweet treats. Okay. So Twiggy throws up a giant wall of ice, and Malekith uh, sends out the Plague of Locusts, and... It's getting biblical up in here. The pastries, the assorted pastries, 
are heading towards this wall and or heading towards the space where the wall ends up appearing. And a few of them actually, when the wall goes up, fly through it and the others stop. It looks like they're looking around, but without faces, you can't really tell. But as they're looking around, you see that the insect plague just kind of swarms them. What is the damage on that? A creature takes 4d10 piercing damage on a failed save. When you cast this spell using, uh, at higher levels, when you cast this spell using a spell slot of 6th level or higher, and this bitch is in my, where is it? Insect plague is in my ninth spell slot. Uh, Goodness. Fuck them up. Uh, <laughs> Just so, gonna burn that ninth level spell slot, go for it. When you cast this spell using a slot of 6th level or higher, the damage increases by 1d10 for each slot above the 5th. So 8d10. Good lord! So yeah, so do 8d10 damage. 80 10 80 10 <laughs> Wow. That's not... I don't think that's how the joke works. I know it's not. <laughs> that sounds like a French number. That's what... <laughs> It is, yeah. <laughs> so that's 50. Okay, well, I can tell you that this plague of locusts just decimates about, <laughs> you know, I'm going to roll for it. We are playing D&D. <laughs> so about half of this baker's dozen is just decimated. Is that going to be a six or seven? Which way are you leaning? Because can't have 13. You can't exactly see because you're not sure about the ones on the other side of the wall. Mm -hmm. So you see just a few of them start falling out of the air, but it looks like about half of their number. And the other ones look to be not doing so hot. You see a lot of torn pastry, a lot of, you know, what was once puff pastry is now rough puff. <laughs> That's not how it works, I know, but it's funny. <laughs> You see various pastry fillings falling to the ground, and the mother bun, as Twiggy called it, <laughs> is still doing all right, but looks a little worse for wear, and they are now on the search. So as far as invisibility goes... It's the spell, invisibility. I can just cast it at will. Okay, so you cast invisibility, and then these two jokers cast other spells, so they are no longer invisible. Mm -hmm. So... You two jokers, I'd like you to roll a stealth check for me, please. Okay. If you want to hide, unless you just want a, them to know where you are. I mean, if they're that much worse for wear, I have my Mace of Terror. <laughs> That's true. Come for me, bitches. Come for me. <laughs> well, let's go, mama. <laughs> Man, you guys were supposed to have a... Um advantage on your attack rolls my bad if you're invisible you have advantage on attack rolls bitch <laughs> <laughs> i could have decimated I mean, all of them it's the, fine. <laughs> well the wall was a was an automatic thing and the insect plague was a con save so my stealth is a 14 so i imagine i kind of just like shimmy over to a rock and like kind of haphazardly like half-assed hide Okay. I guess. Not caring. You're half half hidden behind a rock. Malakath has their mace ready and is itching. Let's go. I'm ready to swing. Alright. Everyone roll for initiative, please. Let's see what we get. 
Let's see what, what what can these what can these pastries do to you? Whoops. Thirteen. Ten. Sixteen. Seventeen. And my initiative is seven. Plus seven. Mm-hmm. My initiative is seven. So you got a twenty-four then. Yes, twenty-four. Gotcha. I got a sixteen, and anything that rolled below nine, I get to go before again. If you remember. Yes, I do remember. I hate it. I hate it this too. Is, this is what I get for doing level twenty. Yeah, doing level twenty characters. Um, I hate it too, just because like I'm a fucking rogue and these things are flying. So like, I, my, you're killing me with this. I give me the where's the, the snowmen? Where's okay? The, but you're not a rogue archer. Just come here. I'll throw you. I'll throw <laughs> you. I, let, let's go. I can. I can throw your ass. <laughs> I am really little. Like, just do, do that, like, thing in Wonder Woman. I can cast Levitate. Can you do that thing in... At will. I can just... <laughs> do that thing, like, in Wonder Woman, where they shield. do the shield. And then, but with just, with Twiggy's mage hand. Like... <laughs> I can cast Enlarge. <laughs> yeah. You can cast Enlarge Reduce. <laughs> Very funny. I can I have Enlarge Reduce, yeah. Okay, but Enlarge <laughs> would just make her, like, normal size. Uh... <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. But making her reduced would mean that she'd be able to be picked up by a mage hand, maybe. Mm. Oh, I can't be picked up by a mage? can only be like five pounds. Target size is halved in all dimensions, and its weight is reduced to one-eighth of normal. So yeah, if you uh, if I use reduce on you, nah, you would don't. have in size <laughs> and eighth in weight, <laughs> and then I can use my mage hand to toss you. <laughs> So I'm Ant-Man now instead of Wonder Woman. You, you took me, I wanted to be Wonder Woman and you reduced me to Ant-Man. Like, reduced? Ant-Man's great in his own yeah, way. I do love, I do love Scott Lang. Don't, don't right, get me like, wrong. Specifically Scott Lang Ant-Man. Like Hank Pym has some fucking issues. Yeah. And so does Janet Van Dyne. Like they're both fucking. They, mm, mm. I can cast Levitate on you and like levitate you up to 20 feet off the ground. That might come in handy. Let's see if they come closer towards us. We'll see what happens. That's like an evocation, so I can do that whenever. Also, it is um, known that Malasan are known to use their own venom to poison their blades. Please do. Important question. Is my is my mace venomized, poisoned? Like, what's venomized. happening? Venomized. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a word? I love it. It is now. <laughs> How do you venom your blade? I would just like lick it. I would like I would literally like milk my ve- like I would just like drip my venom onto it. Okay. I'd rather just say like say I just needed some, you know, clarification for for the viewers, listeners. I would, pull, I would pull my mace from my waist from where it's like on my hip and like just drip suckle on it. Reverse suckle. What is happening? And yeah, drip my my venom onto my mace. I fucking can't. You know, like when a baby's got a rattle on their mouth and they start to drool oh, over yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking can't. Pointy rattle. Uh, my mind was going in like the complete opposite direction of that. Pointy rattle. It, I'll, I'll I'll say it's it's venomed, envenomed. Just get these things within five feet of you, and my sneak attack bonus happens automatically, so. Let's go. Let's go. Sweet. 
So, Malekith, you are first in the order. Okay. They are, let's say, 200 feet away. <sighs> you can ready an action if you'd like. You don't know how fast these things are, though. That's true. I've definitely, like, readied my um, mace. And I have unwrapped my tail from my waist. So, like, I have that ready to, like, whip, whip a bitch. <laughs> whip good. Mm-hmm. Nice. Somehow we always manage to get somebody doing some whipping shit in this podcast. We just I'm, cannot distance ourselves from it. I'm here for it. I'm here listen, for it. Listen, listen. Right, this is what we do. We change our podcast name and we call it Whip It. <laughs> <laughs> listen, that's whip one of my one of my li- one of my f- not Whip It, not Whip It, girl. <laughs> so yes, I have my mace at the ready, and my my tail is like. Meh. Um. <laughs> Excellent. Do you want to move at all? You are kind of by one of the larger stones if you want to get out more in the open so that your target. Yes, and I can move 30 feet at a time. So yeah, I'm going to charge forward. Present yourself. Yeah, I'm going to charge forward toward them. Excellent. Okay. Lottie, it's your turn. <sighs> You're invisible too, by the way. Yeah, I was wondering about I was like, I'm still invisible, right? Do I have to specifically do something to get myself out of the invisibility? If you attack or cast a spell. All right. So I like to like readying my sword isn't going to no. stop me from being invisible. All right. I'm going to ready my short sword, but like I'm going to go hide behind a rock to be like ready. Okay. Since you're invisible, I am not going to make you do a hide roll. You just automatically are hidden. But, like, one specifically that's, like, a rock that's facing, like, where they would be cut. Like, I'm behind it, but, like, Mm -hmm. if I look out, I'd be looking directly at where they're coming from, like, towards us. Okay, so that is going to bring us to Iris. So I'm going to do everyone's favorite Eldritch Blast. I was making sure. I've got the... Eldritch Spear Invocation, which lets me do Eldritch Blast up to 300 feet. Good lord. Okay. Period. And then at 20th level, I can have four beams of Eldritch Blast, so I can uh, target four creatures. That's awesome. Do it. Hit me with them blasts, baby. Obliterate the pastries. Obliviate. So with this, do I have to roll for this? Does it just happen? Major, make a roll. Sp- ranged spell ranged attack. Ranged spell attack. Those are words. <laughs> <laughs> and you put them in the right order. You got this. You're invisible as well, so you get advantage on the attack roll. Yeah. Don't forget. My spell attack bonus is 11. I was trying to figure that out. Good night. <laughs> good thing i have advantage that was a one am i rolling for each individual one or like just as a whole give me that first roll let me see what you get that's gonna be 19 plus 11 20 yeah it'll 30 hit. 30 30 yeah 30 is yeah. yeah, gonna hit i'll say that you can either choose to take the 30 for all of them or you because you know it's gonna hit or you can see if you, um, with the other three beams, get a crit. What kind of mental energy you want to do right now? No, I'll take the 30. <laughs> None. Roll me that damage. Nine. Okay. 
So, all right, are you aiming them all at one or at four at different targets? Four at different targets. Okay. What does your Eldritch Blast look like? It looks like it's like a bright, icy blue color. Nice. So, crackling, icy blue energy flies from your um, your focus and shoots off at four of the pastries flying by the wall, and you see four pastries fall to the ground. <laughs> no. They hit the ground and splatter in sugar and... Spice and everything Spice nice. Spice and everything nice. Oh. Ah! <laughs> so, yeah, you've got... It looks like three of these pastries and the mother bun remaining. So that will bring us to Twiggy's turn. You realize I got a 10, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's Twiggy's turn. I mean, don't question it. Just go. (laughs) Okay. um, This, uh, these stones in this circle that we're around, how, what categorical size would you say each of these are? Large or bigger. Think Stonehenge. Okay. Uh, more sparse, not as many stones. But well, yeah, yeah but I meant like size-wise. Size. They look like they're, I guess, natural stones that have been stood up here, but not like carved stones. If I used animate objects, I could potentially turn three of these stones into, like, make them come to life. Can you not? Our- <laughs> For our purposes to like attack, like they have their own HP and ACs and stuff, it would be three stones. So, would you allow them to like come together and like form a massive like stone? You're gonna have a stone megazord, is what you're saying. <laughs> Please say like no, a, like a stone giant that we can have fight alongside us. How long does the animated object last? Up to one minute. Yeah, I'll allow it. What a short, agonizing life for this, like, stone person. Like, I have created and given you life for one minute. (laughs) Fight for me. All right, now three of them have turned into a giant stone monster. So I I twirl my fingers and they, uh, the stones, like, erupt out of the ground and come together and morph into a stone giant. Sweet. So you've got a, a stone giant looking thing at your command. Would you like to move it all? And a secondary question is one of the rocks that is now part of your rock giant, one of the ones that you were hiding behind. No. Okay. And not one of the ones I was hiding behind. Oh, well, I didn't know which one you were hiding behind because you were invisible, so... Audrey asshole. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you twig, bitch! <laughs> Twiggy-ass bitch! <laughs> the fuck? Am I rolling odds or evens, or is she... No, I'm rolling for... Oh. And Nicole needs to tell me odds or evens. Oh, me? Fucking yeah, you. Even... Lottie, you see three stones fly out of the ground, none of which are the one that you're hiding behind. Thank God. Oh. Lottie, that's going to bring us to your second turn. <sighs> this dejected sigh. They did not roll well. What would you like to do? Literally nothing. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Pastry term. Pastry term. Come on, bitch. Let's go. Okay, so there are four of these pastries remaining. 
two of them actually flew through the wall and are now coming back. They did start their turn in the insect plague, so... Malekith, can you roll me uh, that 8d10 again? Mm-hmm. To see what happens. Mm-hmm. Slice them and dice them. 51. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. All the pastries but the mother bun just uh, <laughs> fall from the sky, <laughs> fall to the ground. <laughs> the mother bun does not look great, but it... The mother bun It lets out a noise that is... How to describe this noise? It's ear splitting and... Like, you can feel it in your chest at the same time. Ugh. And it, if you had any fillings, uh, but this is a medieval fantasy world, so you probably don't, you would hear it in your teeth, too. But uh, anyway, that's besides the point. Anyway, it flies towards you. And it is fast. It's flying towards me? It's flying towards, yeah, you, Malekith. Okay. Well, uh, toward, towards all of you, but yeah, towards the party in general. And it's fast. It closes half of the distance to you, so 100 feet in six seconds. Fuck. Okay. Whoa. Talk about a quick bread. <laughs> and as it's coming towards you, you see that it looks to be a little bigger than a cinnamon bun. It's... Define little. <laughs> it's, it's a medium-sized cinnamon bun. Okay, so it's like it's the size of a person. <laughs> so like is it the, so is it the size of a normal person or like a lolly person? Woof. It's the size of a normal person. Nah. Did you say lolly meaning lottie? God damn it. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't catch it either. I was like, yeah, you know. I was like, lolly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. It, it's 100 feet away from Malachis, let's okay. say. Okay. All right. And it is going to attack. First attack misses. Second attack hits. Ooh. And the third attack hits. Meets it beats. So, you, Malekith, get hit with two sharp pieces of cinnamon. Just like cinnamon sticks? cinnamon sticks thick <laughs> like you know when they show you like the, the bark of a cinnamon thick. tree is it's that thick. thick is that thick with three c's it, it's like it's like a piece of pvc pipe has just like embedded into you you are going to take 19 points of damage please Ooh. from the last legs mother bun <laughs> and the, the third cinnamon stick embeds with that a uh, heavy thunk into the permafrost by your feet. It almost hit you. So that is going to bring us back to the top of the order with Malekith. You've got this mother bun shooting stuff at you. What would you like to do? It's 100 feet away. It's big. Let me look at what this bitch does. Because I think I want to cook this bitch. What spell are you looking for? Uh, Call lightning? Aha! 120 feet. Bitches. The area of effect is a cylinder that's 10 feet tall with a 60 foot radius. So we're all safe. 
she's far enough away that it, like we won't yeah be everyone's in. far enough away <laughs> yeah. no one's directly under this thing it's hovering about i'd say 20 feet off the ground now mm-hmm. no no let's say it's it's a little lower than that because it, it's only 10 feet tall i want you to hit this thing <laughs> each creature within five feet of that point must make a dexterity saving throw a creature takes 3d10 lightning damage on a failed save and half as much on a successful one. But when you cast this spell using a spell slot of fourth or higher level, the damage increases by 1d10 for each slot level above third. And this is in my fifth slot level, so it gets 2d10 plus. So, yeah. Before you do that, can you roll me a perception check as a free action? Uh, sure. Or, I guess, what did your passive perception then? Just 10? 11. 11. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's fine. Oh, fuck. I got a 19 anyway. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. So at first glance, everything looks to be fine, but you look a little closer as you're lining up the shot, so to speak, with the call lightning, and you see that there uh, appear to be other pastries inside of the mother bun. Oh, fuck that. This is this is a mama spider situation. That's why they call it the mother bun. <laughs> anyway. All right, we're 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 flash frying this hoe. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just roll my D, my uh, d twenty. Yeah, roll me that ranged spell attack. Okay, so that's a fifteen plus my uh, what seven modifier. So mm-hmm. what's that? Twenty one. Twenty one. That'll hit. Okay. Roll me damage. And what does call lightning look like? So I, you know, cast it out and forms a dark black storm cloud above the mother bun, and bright white lightning starts to just strike in that sixty foot diameter and just jing jing jing. So 5d10 altogether. That is a mm, 18. Okay. The mother bun starts to kind of fall out of the sky as you are calling lightning on it. And it starts to sizzle. And the smell of sweet cinnamon permeates the air as this thing goes down. When it hits the ground, it's still high enough up that it kind of lands with a thud. When it thuds, you see the other pastries swarming around inside of it. They're like little itty-bitty versions of the mother bun. The Cinnababies, if you will. (laughs) Cinnababies. Ah, it's trademarked. It's trademarked. We can't say that. Oh, fuck. Cinnababies. Good thing we can edit it out. Cinnabitties? I like Cinnabitties. What, what's wrong with Cinnabitties? Cinnatitties. Uh... <laughs> anyway, the little mother buns, they are also, they've hit the ground and they they land with this thud and... Okay, but do they take fall damage? Do they take you, residual lightning damage? You see as they hit, they don't appear to be moving. Oh, yes. Okay. All of the pastries are vanquished it seems it only took 12 seconds <laughs> what would uh, what, what are y'all doing i imagine that malekith is going to try and get some cinnamon out of their uh yeah so carapace. like i i 
Well, mm. Mm. what do I have in my Explorer's pack? Because I can't just pull shit out of me. That's how you start bleeding profusely. <laughs> well, you're a cleric. Surely you've got cure wounds. You can roll a medicine check to see if you can. Um, I have. I you have... have healing spells, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't think to ask you this question. <laughs> kind of the point of a cleric, you know. I do have a couple. So I have spare the dying. I have mending. That's helpful. I have. What else do I have? Mending so we can fix our clothes and you can make uh, us, like, you can spare us if we're about to die. Okay, okay. Anything else? This uh, sounds promising. I have remove curse, which is kind of healing. <laughs> I, I have heal. I have heal. I have heal. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just roll me a medicine check to uh, see about getting over. This is so great. The cleric does not have <laughs> okay, cure, I can wounds. cure wounds. I can switch. <laughs> in, I can switch any of this. I do have cure wounds. I do have cure ah, wounds. It's I was about that. to there say, is. at level twenty, you should have been able to have mass cure wounds. You know, I, um, but I can also, as a cleric, I can switch any of my spells out at any time just by meditating. But don't you have to like meditate for a certain amount of time? Like, an yes, hour? you're just gonna stop in the yeah. middle of everything while we're battling. No, it's like shit. when we when we do a short rest, yeah. I can meditate. Fuck off. Oh, yeah. It seems like we'll, we'll be able to rest. Yeah. Okay. I think if you wanted to do your entire spell list, it'd have to be a long rest because right. it's like a certain amount of minutes for every level of the spell or whatever. But Right. But if I'm only switching out, like, who cares about rules? Mm-hmm. Okay. Says I'm, the what, DM. I'm, I'm, rolling, I'm rolling you a medicine check. Yeah. Just to see about getting them out. See if you need cure wounds. Okay. And that's, I mean, you still don't have your health that you lost, but I got a nat 20 motherfucker. Yeah. You just (laughs) rip those cinnamon sticks out and you're like, your, your snake body is just like stitch, stitch, stitch. I'm used to this. (laughs) This is, this is just like shedding skin, baby. I'm a snake. I assume that that Iris has taken a, the invisibility cloak off of us. <laughs> well, once you once you cast a spell, you're automatically not invisible anymore. But I didn't. Lottie, get... yeah, Lottie didn't do anything. Oh. She's hid. I'm super fucking sneaky, y'all. Y'all have even you attacked at all yet? No, bitty, bitty Lottie, sneaky. Lottie ain't do shit. <laughs> okay, well, if you ain't do shit, then like, no, you're still invisible, and I think it lasts for. Hold on. Up to an hour. So, do you want me to <laughs> stop? I can. On that note, what do I see with my passive? <laughs> yeah, you see some. You see some movement in the mother bun wreckage pile. Like what kind of movement? Okay, can I do something now? Because I haven't done anything in a minute. Can I do something? You can't exactly tell what kind of movement, but there's a little bit of movement in the center of the mass. I don't like that, Iris. What would you like to do? Shake it. Are we still going in turns, or is this, like, out of turn No, combat's over. Okay. I am going to use another one of my spell slots. Um, I'm going to cast Moonbeam. And just kind of eviscerate this forever from the plane. Just double fried. A silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder centered on a point within range until the spell ends. Dim light fills the cylinder. When a creature enters the area, 
It is engulfed in a ghostly flame that causes searing pain, and it must make a constitution saving throw. It takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. Do you really just not like cinnamon buns? Like, <laughs> what did this cinnamon bun ever do to you? Um, it stabbed me. <laughs> I'm not you. <laughs> Iris is actually allergic to cinnamon. <laughs> I don't know if this helps or, or matters at all. It says a, sa- a shape changer makes its saving throw with disadvantage. If it fails, it also instantly reverts to its original form and can't assume a different form until it leaves yes. the spell's light. I want to see what we're actually dealing with. I can with. also move the beam if I ever cast this in combat. Well, I think this the, is pretty dope. The, the cinnamon bun didn't change its shape itself. Like, it's a spell that was cast on Second. it. Yeah, that's why I'm, like, asking Nathan, how does this apply? Let me know how close you all are to it. Um, it increases by 1d10 for each slot level after second. And it's a fifth. I, all my spells are fifth level. Okay. So you're doing 5d10 damage to a pile of cinnamon bun? Yes. There it is. Eight. Seven. Nine. Four. Seven. And five. Anyone else counting that? Nope. No. It's enough. I mean, it was dead, so... (laughs) I'm just making sure whatever is... There's movement inside of it. Whatever is there is fucking gone you hear another shriek like you did before but it's littler as if it came from a a baby cinnamon bun as you how close are you all to the cinnamon bun pile um i am you're 100 i'm 100 feet away and i think i was the closest are you getting any closer is my question Sure. Why the fuck not? I've got it. I've got the cinnamon sticks that I just pulled out of myself, so I'm I'm ready to go. So you are getting closer to it. You see that there was a little cinnababy who was trying to escape. It looks like from the mass of mother bun, but it, it sizzle dizzles in the uh, that soft moonlight. <laughs> And it, it just, it smells like an awesome bakery over here. It smells super good. I would like to send my pet rock over to the calamity of mother bun pieces. Hold up. Did you just say pet rock? Pretty sure you're a pet rock. No, your pet rock is definitely dead. It had one minute of life. It has been one minute. It hasn't <laughs> There's been no, a minute. No, that way. combat took 12 seconds. That combat took 12 seconds. Because it's not combat anymore. I We've know, been out but, of combat. Right, but like the whole combat scene took 12 seconds. Yeah, you've still got 48 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I would like to send it over to like just stomp on the rest of it. Your pet rock grates its way over to it. And right as it's reaching the end of its cruel existence, it <laughs> grates to a halt and falls on top of the, the mother bun bakery pile. Oh. Malekith is n- not on top of Malekith. Okay, I was like... Ah. <laughs> Charlie! Charlie! Where did yeah, you get wh- to? What? Did you, did you see those, those buns? <laughs> oh, uh, hey, there's buns nearby. You wanted me to tell you about the stuff I forgot? <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. I appreciate it. Um, do me a favor. 
take a little peek over there at those buns and let me know what you see. Yeah, there's a, a bunch of rocks on it now. Yeah, go a little closer. Like you want me to... Yeah, like go over to it. Like we still have that deal. Like if I die, you do too, right? <laughs> yeah, kill everyone like, else and then myself. We know this. Go over there. Um, I didn't sign up for that. Shh, it's in your contract. <laughs> Hush. <laughs> Charlie goes down and lands on top of one of the rocks and looks around. Yeah, it's a, it's a bunch of cinnamon buns. Okay, I'm going to walk over there. Same. Okay. As you start walking over, the rocks shift. Of course. I don't like that. I don't like that. And Charlie uh, takes off and goes, whoa, what the hell's that? What's going on? The rocks shift a little more. And out from the middle of the pile and the middle of the rocks emerges what looks to be a wrapped gift. <laughs> what is the scale of this gift? It's small. It's a, it's a Lottie-sized gift. I love it. It can't be anything that's alive, because I definitely fried this whole area. Refried it? <laughs> yeah, like this area has been all fucked up. I would like to go up to... Th I would like to go 30 feet away from this present and go, ooh, fun, and conjure my mage hand and unwrap the ribbon. Okay. That's no ribbon. Your mage hand goes over and unwraps the ribbon. The ribbon falls, and so do the sides of this wrapped gift. You hear a loud bang and see a bunch of confetti. <laughs> and... Inside are a bunch of, like, Frost Feast toys. <laughs> How, what's a bunch? Like, five? Like, imagine a pinata's worth. What? Like, imagine someone, like, smacked a pinata and it's just like a... That's a lot! That's so it's many. a bunch of toys. <laughs> That's so many. Are these things alive? It's not moving. Okay. Um, not after you opened the gift. I can detect magic at will. Can I do that? Yes, please do. So I'm gonna go toward, like, go towards it. I'm gonna use detect magic. I sense magic, the presence of magic within 30 feet. You learn it's school of magic. You learn, you see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn it's school of magic, if any. Almost the entire pile of toys is magic, it looks like. There's an aura surrounding all of them. A lot of it is you sense evocation, conjuration, and illusion magic. Ex uh, not exclusively, but pretty heavily, those three. I am going to kind of point at Twiggy and be like, use your maze hand to like play with the toys. Go touch it. What? <laughs> Touch it. Move the toys. How large are the toys? Are they about the same size as me? The toys vary in size from like a, a toy horse down to like the size of a, a thimble. Okay. When you say toy horse, do you mean like... Like a rocking horse? Right. Like, no, a like a like a, an action figure size. So how many... You said a lot of toys. Like There are so many toys. Oh, God. Like a present the size of a, a halfling's worth of toys. I'm going to use my mage hand 
after I, Iris says, go do something, I use my mage hand and I float, float it through the pile and uh, try and pick out the best, shiniest, glitteriest looking toy for myself. Okay. I've been like making my way towards this while this is happening. Mm-hmm. Twiggy, with your excellent perception, you see a pretty nice shiny ring. Shiny ring? Shiny ring. I love rings. <laughs> no, no. Precious. <laughs> it is... It looks like a. it's almost onyx in color. It's kind of like gunmetal, I guess. The, the metal itself. And it has these shining blue and purple gemstones in it that the light kind of dances off. Bro, they made movies about this shit. Don't touch it. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> Alright, I, uh... You, 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 you sift through with your mage hand and you see a bunch of other rings in there and you also see a few what look like gemstones interspersed in with the toys. There are also these rings and stones. That's a cool pinata. Alright, I'm going to uh, pick up the onyx one with my mage hand, bring it over to myself, drop it in my palm, and examine it. You look at it, I assume that no one here has identified, so I'll identify it for you. I do not. (laughs) You recognize what it is. It's a ring of shooting stars. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It means that every time you get on an Animal Crossing, Celeste will always be on your island. Nope. (laughs) So yeah, it's a ring of shooting stars. It's basically you can cast Dancing Lights or Light, those two spells from the ring at will, expend a charge to cast Fairy Fire, or expend charges to cast Ball Lightning, or you can shoot shooting stars from it. Oh my god. Not you having a Captain Planet ring. Yeah, it's like a laser ring. I put it on and I admire it on my hand, along with my other rings. It looks dope. Looks dope (laughs) as shit. Sweet. Flies fuck. Yeah, like if you were, uh, you're a college of glamour bard, so like you're at like an 11 already, this takes you to like an 11 and a half. Damn. I'll take it. Nice. Anyone else want to take a stab at these rings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or stones? The stones seem to be giving off magical energy as well. So I'm I'm a pick one up with my tail. Gonna slither through that pile. I'm a snake. <laughs> Malakav, you see a ring that looks pretty plain, but it kind of calls to you. It's a copper band with a leaf motif on it. Okay. You pick it up and you know this is a ring of regeneration. Okay. So while wearing the ring, you regain 1d6 hit points every 10 minutes, provided that you have at least one hit point. If you lose a body part, the ring causes the missing part to regrow and return to full functionality. Amazing. Um, Is it large enough to fit on my meaty paws? It fits on like your first knuckle, but it still works. (laughs) Just one knuckle. Mm -hmm. That's a thing, right? Does it... (laughs) Go on. Does it? <laughs> it? It sounds like you have a question. Does it have to be on my finger, or can I fashion it into an earring? Yes. Nose ring. Oh, yes. weird snake nose ring. Well, how does his nose <laughs> ring work for a snake? No, no. Goes in better, the holes. Better. 
brow ring. It's a brow ring. <laughs> brow ring. Perfect. I love Period. it. Yes, you can absolutely do that. I love it. Okay. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> I'm very happy about having a, a brow piercing. <laughs> Iris, are you? Is anything catching your eye? I guess Iris is going to go over, and she looks at Charlie, and she's like, "Dig around in there, see if you can find anything <laughs> that I'd like." You have like little, little, little paws, little claws. Get in there. Uh, they're they're called talons, but okay. Talons, boss. fingers, bird fingers. <laughs> no, but- chicken fingers, chicken <laughs> finger, chicken finger. Use your sharp fingies. Get in there. Oh, my fingies. <laughs> what are you, a baby bird? Yeah, I've got a, a, yeah, there's some cool, I like these rocks, boss. I don't know which one you like. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is there a shiny one? Is there like a pretty green one, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, you know, I'm, you know, I can't see every color, but. um. What? Since when? Yeah, you know. Birds can't. Yeah, but I can't see all the colors, but uh, here, I just got a, a, I got a, a talon full of them. Man, I really wish you had told me that before we went on that mission to find the exact color of flower we needed for that potion. That would have been, like, super cool. Yeah, well, you know. It was blue, right? Uh, Robbie figured it out. Robbie figured- Oh, yes, we'll Robbie always trust Robbie. Out. Robbie figured anything out. Well, everyone's still here, so- because birds can only see what, like blue, green, red. They they have like a very that's like all the colors. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just primary colors that they can see. <laughs> Who knows? I'm not an ornithologist. Are birds colorblind? Is there a thing? Birds well, they can wouldn't be, see. They wouldn't more be colorblind, color right? Birds can see more color than uh, most other animals, but they they see secret bird colors. Here we go. <laughs> nope, they're not bees. Nocturnal birds, such as owls, are the only types of birds that are colorblind. They have a reflector in the back of the retina that reflects light. Birds can see ultraviolet light and can observe visual patterns that humans can only see through additional external filters. Oh, shit. Well, now I'm even more terrified of fucking birds. (laughs) And here I am making the joke that they can't see ultraviolet. The more brightly colored the species, the less likely it's colorblind. (gasps) <gasps> well, that yeah, makes, makes sense. sense. So, like, parrots are hella like colorful. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Charlie brings you, like, a collection of stones. You see that you, you hold them in your hand, and they're not gemstones. They're cut in geometric patterns, you see. And you recognize these geometric patterns. These are Ioun stones. Okay. You know one to be called Insight. One is intellect, and one is leadership. You know that if you choose any one of them, it'll raise your wisdom, intelligence, or charisma score by two, up to a maximum of 20. I don't know how any of this benefits me. Oh, well, uh, hey, look, this one's pretty pretty too, boss. I mean, I, I found this one, and Charlie gives you a, it's a pale lavender ellipsoid. So it's about the size of a finger. And this is absorption. So what this one does is it can cancel spells. As it orbits your head, you can use your reaction to cancel a spell of fourth level or lower cast by a creature you can see and targeting only you. And it can cancel 20 levels of spells. Hi. 
Neat. Nice. So as you say neat, it kind of levitates out of your hand and it starts orbiting your head. Uh, oh, <laughs> like all the time? Like this mm-hmm. is forever? This is me now? That's you now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so Lottie, anything looking good to you? There are rings, there are stones. Who? Me? Lottie, yeah. Lottie. Yeah, I am a thief, so I'm definitely going for the shiny shit. Um, <laughs> shiny, shiny, shiny. <laughs> that's like literally my thing, guys. Uh, my whole brand. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so tell me more. Tell me more. Like, does he have does a car? Does he have a car? <laughs> well, what is, what is Lottie looking for? Is she looking for rings? Is she looking for stones? What's she looking for? I want a ring. You see a ring that I think you correct me if I'm wrong, Lottie, but I think you've been searching for one of these for quite a long time. It is a ring that is pretty plain gold band, but it, where a gemstone would be instead is what looks like a glass eye, and it's encircled by diamonds. Oh, diamonds. It's a <laughs> ring of x-ray vision. Diamonds. Are they white diamonds? <laughs> yes. They're, it's a ring of x-ray vision. Um. Yes, please. So while wearing the ring, you can use an action to speak the command word. When you do so, you can see into and through solid matter for one minute. The vision has a radius of 30 feet. To you, solid objects within the radius appear transparent and don't prevent light from passing through them. They What's can the command word? Oh, sorry. Whatever you want it to be. Ping. The vision can penetrate one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, or up to three feet of wood or dirt. That's cool. That's cool as shit. I would like to conjure my mage hand just so I could slap it for not getting me that one. <laughs> <laughs> you did bad. What about lead? Can it see through lead? Yeah, uh, lead doesn't work. Thicker substances block the vision as does a thin sheet of lead. Okay. So uh, can I see through armor? For instance, oh, I can see straight through your armor. You nasty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to ask the question, you know. So there is a caveat to it. Whenever you use the ring again before taking a long rest, you must succeed on a DC 15 con save or gain one level of exhaustion. So Ooh. that's the only caveat. Oof. So probably okay, do so, it between long rests. So x-ray ring. Got it. So you have sorted through this package that has emerged from the uh, the mother bun pile and twiggy you see something off in the distance it's it's pretty big and you're not sure if you see it or not but it looks like lord frost feast is watching you all are we talking like uh like, stay puff marshmallow man big or like we're talking, yeah, we're talking like Stay Puff Marshmallow Man big. Like his legs are kind of enshrouded in this Arctic fog, and there's you 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 see it kind of well. I mean, as clear as day as you can see it from, you know, the thousands of feet away that they are, but you see the the flowing wintry beard as well, uh. and uh, just as as quickly as you see it. It 
fades, and instead you see a line of it, it looks it's not smoke, but it looks like there's a heavy mist rising from a point in the distance towards where you all were heading. And that's where we're going to end. Yay. Thank you all so much for tuning into the Village Idiots podcast. I hope you had a great time listening. I had a great time DMing, and I hope that my players had a great time playing. The Village Idiot this week is going to be... Who? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to be the Village Idiot this week uh, again, because I should have thrown way more pastry monsters at you because <laughs> yeah. you just you all just decimated them yeah like pretty quick there goes my plans for having them take bites out of you man i really wanted to do that just imagine that that happened just in your mind's eye listener just imagine that everyone got bit by a cinnamon bun i mean i got stabbed by one i'm pretty yeah, sure i'm the only a- one that took damage from these fucking pastries it's just not the same i'm gonna have to do better next week uh, so anyway, yeah, Village Idiot is me again. I think I'm just going to be the Village Idiot of the winter episode. I think that's just what it's going to be. Well, yeah, it's two out of three now, so you're holding and, the monopoly. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to reach out to us on social media, you where where does that happen, Nicole? Uh, it happens at Village Idiot Pod. And if you want to talk to me personally, you can find me at Nicole the Nerdy. You can find me at JRoma20. I'm at Neurotic Good. You can find me at Village Idiots DM. I am at AU Plated Garbage, but don't talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Challenge accepted. (laughs) We also have a website that you should go visit, villageidiotspodcast.com. Tons of cool stuff up there, like artwork and... My favorite, the link to our Patreon. Ooh. Speaking of Patreon, want to hear more from your favorite idiots? Well, you're in luck because we have a Patreon. For just a couple bucks a month, you'll have exclusive access to some DM insights with Nathan and behind the screens. Listen to Nicole and I BS and What's What with Dillian Dally, and even a mini prequel campaign set in the world of Lanamora. If a subscription to their Patreon is too much of a commitment for you, they'd love it if you could leave them a review on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. New episodes come out every other Tuesday. So stay tuned. Yes, please stay tuned to find out what happened next week uh, when these jokers do something else to pastries, I guess. Um, Double crisp. And before we go, uh, Dawson, do you have anything uh, you want to remind the viewers to go listen to if they want more of you? If you would like more of me, you're making terrible decisions, but you can find me at the podcast uh, Sex with Vex, which I do with my partner, where we will be putting out episodes biweekly talking about all of the things that you missed in sex ed and general education about kink and fetish and consent, all things covered from virginity to ball gags. Excellent. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Tune in next week for the finale of the winter episode. Bye. 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 Bye.